if you had to pick tomorrow, you're going on a vacation. Are you going to Disneyland, Disney World, or on a Disney cruise? That's an unfair comparison. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. Hey, DCL Duo fans, just two quick announcements before we get into tonight's bonus episode. Uh, first is, hey, our website is finally finished being redesigned. And so we just wanted to let folks know if you want to head over to DCLDuo.com, we've got some more stuff over there that you can uh, you can review and find. Uh, we have a blog with some blog posts up over there. We've got all of our video collection over there linked from YouTube. We've also got our store for good up over there. If you wanted to get even our fun designs for an upcoming cruise, you can head over there. Most of it's not even our branded merchandise. It's just designs we came up with for cruising. So head over there and check it out. Remember for the store for good, any profits we make will go directly to charity. So just wanted to let folks know about that. Secondly, I need to thank some very special folks out in our community who are part of the DCL Duo family, and that is our Patreon. So it's been a while since we recognize them and thank them. And if you're not aware, we do have a Patreon program to help support the show and help us defray the costs of putting out these episodes each and every week. You can head over to patreon.com slash DCL Duo if you'd like to check out one of our support tiers but so i just want to thank each of our patreons out there for helping to support the show week after week and so so our patreons at the animators palette tier include dave hale it's chad swindell jim and deb mason steve creasy and steve elsis thank you guys for supporting the show each and every week at the palo brunch tier our favorite meal at palo we've got brett gresham thank you brett for that at our palo dinner tier we've got the daily mtb writer who i know to be josh so thank you josh out there we also have jonathan heil jennifer swart and chris braga thank you to each of you and at our most special very special tier of remy dinner we have jeffrey Federson. thank you jeffrey for your ongoing support and thank you to all of our patrons for your support with that on to our episode back everybody this week's bonus edition of the dcl duo podcast and i've got not one but two guests actually one co-host and one guest but sam is such a rarity i feel like i need to uh i need to (laughs) introduce her whenever she's on a bonus episode so sam welcome to our bonus show (laughs) shut up (laughs) (laughs) oh can you tell we're feisty we're back from vacation we just got back from a wonderful trip to new orleans and we're excited because we're going to be talking to one of our well, fabulous repeat guest here, Jessica. Welcome, Jessica. Hi, thank you. Yeah, it's been a while, Jessica. We haven't had you on for quite a long time. I know, unfortunately, we haven't been cruising, but we've been trying some of the other wonderful things that Disney has to offer. Awesome. Well, we are excited to have you because you went to Disneyland and the last time we were in Disneyland was in June or July of last year, I think it was. But we have a trip coming up later this month. We are headed down to fabulous San Diego to do a back to back cruise, one of which was with some friends. And after the we get off the cruise, we're headed up to Disneyland for the weekend. And so we want to know what we should expect. And so we're super excited to talk to you about this, Jessica. So you were down there. Um, it sounds like the, the 25th to the 29th, you had three full days in the park. Let's just start with did you did you stay on site? Jessica, or were you guys offsite? Yes, we actually stayed at the Disneyland Hotel and we did, we opted to do the club level, the concierge for our trip, which oh, nice. was was absolutely, we felt like royalty. So, well, I definitely want to hear more about that. The Disneyland Hotel wasn't open the last time we were, we were there. So that's, uh, that's also kind of a net. Annette knew. How were things at the Disneyland Hotel? And did you much construction noise from that new tower they're putting up uh, behind Disneyland Hotel for DVC? 
Honestly, no. And we really couldn't see much of it from our point of view. We had a wonderful view of the parks and of downtown Disney. I think we were on uh, level 10 and then level 11 was the club level. So we were right below the club level. So we had an awesome view. We couldn't hear anything, to be quite honest. It was it was a wonderful experience and it was kind of brought the feels being the original hotel. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but this was your family's first trip to Disneyland. Is that right? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, wow. I had forgotten it was your first time out there. Well, that's, that's certainly special. Well, remember they're, they're East coast. So they're Disney world goers. Yeah. Yes. Well, I guess uh, let's start with the club level experience, Jessica. What, uh, what do you get added to club level? We, we stayed club level, I think once at the beach club, but we've never stayed there at Disneyland. So what, what kind of added extras or benefits did you get staying club level? So the main the main thing is you get access to their club level room, which has a spread of food. I think it said four times during the day. So there's like a, a breakfast, which is definitely more than continental. Then there's a midday light lunch, they called it, which was like chips and different smuckers, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and things like that. Then they had a late appetizer or early, sorry, early dinner appetizers, which we were never around for, unfortunately. And then later on in the evening, about, I want to say seven to nine or eight to 10, they had a whole dessert spread. And on Fridays and Saturdays, which is when we were there, when they were offering fireworks, you had a beautiful view of the fireworks, which unfortunately were not alive when we were there. There was too much wind on the Friday that we were there, but, but the food was awesome. You spent three days in the parks themselves. How hard was it getting the park pass reservations that, uh, that you had to have? Honestly, it was not bad at all. We, we had looked at different weeks in January. We knew that was the, the best month that fit our schedule for work and school and my daughters are in dance. So we had to plan it in January. So we were kind of just looking at the availability dates, but the whole entire week when we were booking it in December had full availability for the parks. And I think it might just happen to be that way because there were some rides that were down and being turned over from the holidays to the normal. You have a sense of like how full things were when we were down there in June, July, they were obviously capping attendance pretty heavily. The hotels weren't fully open. Did the Disneyland hotel feel full? Did the parks feel full? Did downtown Disney feel full? It did. The hotel definitely did not feel full. You pretty much could catch a ride on the elevator to your floor. We weren't in the lobby very often just because we didn't need to be. It was too cold for the pools and they never looked super full. Downtown Disney at night was very full, but I don't know. I, I I don't have much to compare it to. The parks Wednesday and Thursday when we were there did not seem that full. Friday was when you could feel, definitely feel the crowd. I want to say, because it's more of a locals park, I, I think more lo- a lot of local people come. And so you can take the four day weekend to go on a Friday, but definitely Wednesday and Thursday felt we had more run and were able to do more of what we wanted. And did, did either park feel fuller than the other? Let me just ask that. Friday was the only day that we felt Disneyland felt incredibly full. That's that's pretty typical. I feel like one Disneyland is generally the more full park anyway because of its shape and size and all of that kind of stuff like it you know it's very narrow walkways in Fantasyland so it always feels fuller anyway 
And then of course, I, you know, it makes sense that a Friday would have just more people there than a Wednesday or Thursday. So that, that totally makes sense to me. And you noticed it too, in the wait times for, for certain rides, you could, it was definitely a lot more than it was the previous two days. Well, yeah, let's talk about the the ride situation for a second because they have moved away from the beloved Max Pass system, which everyone really loved, to Genie <laughs> and all that comes <laughs> with it. What was the experience like for you with with Genie? I guess Genie Plus, and you know, did you use any Lightning Lanes? Did they have those available? And you know, so what was the experience like there? We we knew right away we were this is not going to be a trip we take very often, so. We opted to prepay for Genie Plus, no questions asked. We use it all the time, to be honest. We we really maxed that thing out. I Beforehand, I did a lot of research on how to max it out in the best way possible. And even the week before, I went on the Genie app just to see the wait times for each, you know, the previous week that we would have been there. So a week before Wednesday, what the wait times were, the week before Thursday, what the wait times were just so that I knew going in which lightning lanes we needed to get first before they sold out. Very smart. You need a you need to teach us all the lessons that you that you learned. Well, I was going to ask her what 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 was the biggest tip that you learned over how to maximize Genie. For Disneyland, we pretty much just we paid for Rise of the Resistance, but Haunted Mansion was one that seemed to go not as quickly, but one of the quicker ones. And then I think that was it as far as Disneyland. But the biggest one was from Disney California Adventure and Soarin'. That one, you, I, I, I could tell from the multiple days I observed it, that sold out within the first few hours. And if you didn't get your lightning lane within the first few hours, you were either waiting till the way end of the night or you could have just lost out. And I'm trying to remember because we've only, we've only used Genie once in Disney World. You can buy multiple lightning lanes for different rides all up front, right? So you can you can go ahead and purchase Soren starting in the morning, right, along with other passes. Or do you have to do you have to wait for some period of time before you can purchase more? You can't start. Well, that's Soren is part of the Genie Plus. The big lightning lanes are Rise of the Resistance. Radiator Springs and Web Slingers. So those were the ones that were the extra cost. And you can pay for those pretty much anytime. The only downfall with what I saw from Disneyland versus Disney World is you can't, I don't know about Disney World, but you cannot pick your times at Disneyland. You just get first come, first serve, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you can't purchase Soren, for example, because it's not, it's only on Genie Plus. It's not on Lightning Lane. So to your point, if you wanted that, you needed to book it in the morning. Right then and there. Yes. And you can't, and I know, I think in Disney World, you can, even if you're not in the parks, you can start booking it as long as you have a park reservation. Disneyland, you have to have your tickets scanned in order to start booking. That's a remnant from the old MaxPass system because for MaxPass, you had to you had to be in the park to make them. Do they still have any of the virtual queues running right now, Jessica, for no. Web Slingers? Or, yeah, okay. So they've eliminated all of them. Yeah, yeah. That's a bummer. I actually maybe was one of the few people who liked those virtual queues, especially at Disneyland because you could grab them from your hotel room before you yes, left the park. Yes, absolutely. I, I think there was a definitely a, a need for them. <laughs> In that in that time, yes, and I, I would love it now, but but see, Levy. So, how did you like 
Avengers Campus. That's the big new addition to Disney's California Adventure. I know the whole park would have been new to you, but how did you like Avengers Campus? We were huge Marvel fans. We did the Marvel Day at Sea Cruise, and we've seen every Marvel movie, most of the Marvel shows on Disney+. And we, I think my husband and I were like just giddy little kids more than our little (laughs) girls. We loved it. We absolutely loved it. We were able to see a couple of the, the shows in the middle. We did Web Slingers. The only thing we didn't get to do, which I'm super bummed, is we didn't get to do the um, Guardians of the Galaxy ride just because our kids would not have tolerated that. But it was it was so cool. And our last night there, we did eat at Pim's, which oh, I wish we could have ate there again because <laughs> it was it was a great experience. We liked Pim's Test Kitchen. The drinks at uh, I forget the name of the bar now, but the the drinks at the Pim's bar was all were also really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, and and actually, I I need to tell our audience that I now have a awesome Rogers the Musical T shirt because I saw a picture <laughs> of you wearing this Rogers the Musical T shirt on Facebook. And so now you and I are twinsies because I have the matching shirt. I bought it off of Amazon. Thanks to you, Jessica. <laughs> and that's for, for our listening audience. That's Steve Rogers, not Rogers and Hammerstein or anything yes. like that. It, it, it's, it's a reference it's, to Captain America. So it goes with the show. <laughs> it's it's a reference and, and it's from Hawkeye for anyone who hasn't watched yes. the TV show Hawkeye on Disney Plus. That's where it comes from. <laughs> I could do this all day. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Well, Jessica, let's uh, let's just talk highlights for a second. Favorite rides that you experienced in uh, in California Adventure? Um, favorite ride? I really like Radiator Springs. That we thought was going to be my youngest daughter. She's absolutely obsessed with cars, everything cars. Here, we just had her birthday. It was Tow Meter, Lightning McQueen themed. She she screamed bloody murder that entire ride <laughs> once she got past. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. She actually enjoyed it. But I will have, I don't know. It's so hard to pick a favorite ride there. Web Slingers was just different. It was cool because it was such a different experience. And I know my my oldest daughter, she's in love with Spider-Man. So she really liked that ride. But I, I really liked the Incredicoaster. And I went on that by myself because I'm a huge roller coaster junkie. And I loved it. I really loved that ride. Great coaster. Yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite. Yeah, that's favorite. probably Brian's favorite ride. Yeah, it's one of my, it's one of my favorites. I think it's it. There's so many great rides in California Adventure. Yes. I, it feels sacrilege, but Cal, Disney's California Adventure is probably my favorite park in the entire Disney system. I think that Radiator Springs is Cars one of the Land. best themed lands. Cars Land is just amazing. Yes. Right? Yeah, we got to meet Tomater too, which that's my youngest Emily, her absolute favorite Disney character right now, and. I think she was a little starstruck. It was so funny. She, it was, this was by far our best trip. I think we've had just their ages are are wonderful, but just the, the immersive experience that even Disneyland itself is just so much more intimate. The, I don't know. I can't even describe it. I have found a new love for, for these two parks, but they were absolutely amazing. Remind folks how old your kids were, Jessica. My oldest is six and my youngest actually just turned four yesterday. So they were three and six at the time. That's kind of perfect for Cars Land, but it is a little young for Radiator Springs. Nathan now loves Radiator Springs racers, but 
the first couple times we went to Disneyland, he was kind of, he was pretty afraid of it as well. And so she will, she will end up loving it. It's just, it is a little intense with the, um, the grain thing, the combine, that moment with the combine and the moment with the train, those two moments are quite scary and it's a little bit dark and it's dark. She didn't mind that part. It was the going fast and going over the bumps that made her tummy hurt. (laughs) Funny. Oh, so cute. Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing sponsors over at Touring Plans. We use Touring Plans Travel to book our own Disney vacations and just love, love, love our Touring Plans Travel Specialist. She waits on hold when we don't have time. She monitors cruise deals for us and rebooks to get us lower rates on some of the cruise lines that actually where the prices actually do go down, <laughs> like Disney Cruise Line. Uh, so she does watch those rates for us and rebook. She steers us toward cruises we would like and room categories and gives us suggestions. And so while we have our preferences, she's always there and available to help us out. And when we plan a parks vacation, it's just gotten so complicated of late with all the new Genie technology and everything. Like I need to rely on someone who really understands what's going on. And she absolutely helps us there as well. So we love the folks over at Touring Plans. What we love most is that the philosophy of Touring Plans aligns with the philosophy of our own podcast. We're not out to sell you a Disney vacation. We're not travel agents ourselves. And so we just like to give our honest opinions and reviews. And I think you'll find the folks over at Touring Plans will also give you their honest opinions and reviews of different sailings and ships uh, and steer you toward the thing that they think is the best for your family. So Remember, you don't pay anything extra to use a travel agent, especially when booking Disney vacations. Disney pays the travel agent at the time you travel. You're leaving money on the table. If you don't use a travel agent, you're certainly leaving expertise on the table if you don't. So we highly recommend the folks over at Touring Plans. Head over there. Check them out. Touringplans.com slash travel. Let them know the DCL Duo sent you to help support the show. And with that, back to our episode. What about on the Disneyland side, Jessica? What any, you know, there's there's some rides on the Disneyland side that are either significantly different than what's offered at Disney World or that aren't offered at all. So you've got, you know, obviously the Matterhorn not available at Disney World. You've got a different version of Pirates, Haunted Mansion similar but but different and, you know, the Space Mountain while you can't see it, it, it is different. So Splash I guess Mountain what, different. Splash yeah. Mountain, Splash Mountain. Yeah, so what <laughs> what did you think about the Disneyland rides? Any favorites over there? Yes. Well, we didn't get to do Matterhorn. Unfortunately, I wanted to go take my oldest on it, but she she looked at it and she opted for Space Mountain, which she was much happier with because you could do the side by side at Disneyland versus Disney World where you have to sit, you know, one behind the other. So she really liked Space Mountain, which, okay, I, it's a win. I will take it. I I have to say my favorite, favorite ride was Pirates. It is just done so much differently, I think, than Disney World. We did it twice because mom had to have her favorite ride twice. <laughs> but but I, Haunted Mansion was different. We And the fact that you got to actually do the stretching room, because when we went to Disney World last year, you just walked straight through. But this time you actually got to do the stretching room. So it kind of added to the to the anxiousness of getting on the ride. So that was a lot of fun. And we did Alice in Wonderland, which the kids, we had watched the movie right before we went and they loved that ride. It's just, it's so cool how they did the theming with that. And we had to do, I know it's probably not a a huge favorite and it's going away, but the Roger Rabbit ride, <laughs> our kids loved that movie. So we had to do it for them, but I'm glad we got to do it before it went away, but it was definitely fun. Well, and you got to check out Toontown for the kids as well. Yes, they got to see Mickey and Minnie from a distance. And if we could only if only run Mickey's Runaway Railway <laughs> was open, but I love the building behind there. 
Nothing to see here, folks. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you got to go on the Matterhorn once because it's the original Disneyland roller coaster. But, you know, in some ways it's fortunate that you missed it because you didn't need the chiropractic bill after you've been on the ride. <laughs> I, I, that's exactly what I was going to say, Jessica. That's it's it's a blessing in disguise to have missed the Matterhorn. I that it kills it gives me whiplash every time. I got to ask, what did you and your kids think of the castle at Disneyland? Well, I we kind of knew going ahead that it was going to be a little bit smaller, but my youngest said, it's a baby castle. And I think it was perfect for her. She loved it. It is a baby castle. It's still beautiful. It's still absolutely beautiful. I don't know. There's just something magical walking down that street. You know, Walt was down there how many times and just, I don't know, being where he was, where it all started. It just, it brought all the feels to us. You know, we forgot to ask, you were staying at the Disneyland Hotel. Did you spend any time at the pool or was it a little too cold out for that in January? We're, we're from the Midwest where it can get negative 30 and below, but it was still too cold for us to go swimming. All right. Well, if you ever make it back, it's a great pool. It has uh, the fun monorail slides and then you can't miss uh, Trader Sam's. Uh, it's a great, great Oh, spot. I when we get to the food, I will talk about that restaurant because we were able to snag a reservation. Let's go. Hey, <laughs> let's go there. Let's go there because no Disney trip is complete without some Disney food. And so, yeah, w- let me start with dining reservations. Were you able to snag some spots that you wanted? How hard was that? That was actually probably one of the more difficult things to do. And luckily, our travel agent is very well versed in our likes and our interests. So she helped us out quite a bit. But she actually was the one that snagged a Trader Sam's reservation for us because she knows my husband is a diehard Tiki Room fan. So and since he was the he's the breadwinner in the family, we have to please the husband. I didn't, I didn't even realize you had to get a reservation at Trader Sam's. Is, is there no walk-up bar any longer? Do you have to have a, a, a... No, you can you can do that. What's I can't remember what that's called now at the top. Uh, the terrace is it? Kangaroo Terrace is the one where you just are outside. But we wanted the the more immersive experience inside of Trader Sam's, which I can see why you need a reservation because it is because it is very small and quaint. Well, so did you also hit the Tiki Room then at Disneyland? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just had to to make sure you did that because obviously, (laughs) I mean, that's also classic. It was changed at one point, but it was then returned to its former glory. So (laughs) thank goodness. Yes. So yeah, let's hear um, where else were you able to snag reservations for and where else did you eat that were, you know, give us some of the highlights at least. Sure. We we also went to the Lamplight Lounge. We were able to snag that reservation. And that was such a cool, immersive, like Pixar experience. We loved seeing all the different areas with the different Pixar movies like Remy and Wally, which is one of my favorite movies. And the food, I know, I don't know about what it was that Len that said he didn't like the lobster nachos. Those were delicious. Agreed. I'm with you, Jessica. I like the lobster nachos. And and a little a little thing that surprised me was they were out of the sushi bites that we wanted to try. So they suggested the potato skins. Now, I'm when you think of potato skins, you think of a baked potato with the skin and thingies on top, right? That at least from the Midwest, that's where what a potato skin is. This was a deep fried like hockey puck potato with a bunch of fixings on it. It was probably the best potato skin I have ever had in my entire life. It was delicious. I I highly recommend everyone trying it. Yeah, I'm putting it on our list because I think we're we're planning on trying to go to Lamplight Lounge. Actually, I don't know if we've I have to talk to you about our planning, Brian, if we've made our book. It's all it's it's booked. Although I'm heading on there now to look at some I couldn't get an Oga's Cantina and I couldn't get uh, I was just going to go on and check Trader Sam's. But uh, yeah, we've got 
uh, Napa Rose and we've got Lamplight Lounge. Yeah, it's that's definitely a can't miss if we do this again. I'm going to try those potato skins. We haven't tried the potato skins. They were delicious. They were delicious. All right, so Lamplight Lounge made it. Trader Sam's made it. Where else? Where else did you eat? And Pims. We know about Pims already, but where else did you eat? Pims, yes. And that was actually, I think, pretty much the only... I mean, we we wanted to try a lot of just you know, eating around. We had to try the corn dogs. We had to try the churros. We had to try an angry dog for my husband. And we just, I mean, we, we just kind of ate when we were hungry. Oh, Jolly Holiday. We, we were able to get one of those big macaroons from Jolly Holiday. And those were absolutely delicious. I love macaroons. So we, that was definitely a must try and it it delivered. It was really good. What else did we try? Oh, that we tried the cold brew from Galaxy's Edge. The one that has like the cocoa puffs on top. And I'm a huge cold brew fan. And that was one of my favorite cold brews I think I've ever had. That was absolutely delicious. I haven't had that one. Oh my gosh, I'm making a note of it right now. Uh, I haven't tried that one before. (laughs) Ryan is also a big cold brew fan. Hey, hashtag hashtag rope drop Starbucks. Yeah, we totally rope drop Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs) We did do that on our DCA day while we were waiting for our lightning for Soren. That's That's what you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like you had some great dining experiences. let me ask this, any big misses or disappointments for you out of this trip? Things that you wish had worked a little bit uh, a little bit differently? Honestly, I, I, no. Our daughter, I think, was a little bit dehydrated one day. So she went back with my husband and took a little bit of a nap. But my younger daughter and I went and exploring. One thing that I think is just, I don't know if it's like a hidden gem or just not talked about as much, but we really enjoyed Philhar Magic. Like that for a younger audience, my daughters were freaking out at that. They loved it. I don't know. We just never had seen it, especially at Disney World. We, we must have just completely missed it, but they really enjoyed Philhar Magic. So I don't know if you have little kids, just a little a little hidden gem, I guess. You know what I also love there? In, in actually, and I guess it's in California Adventure, is the, the, the Turtle Talk with Crush. It's one of those. I feel like that's another little hidden gem where it's... You and Turtle Talk with Crush. I know. It's <laughs> awesome. It's like, it's I don't know until you, if you've done it on a Disney cruise though, is I, we, we didn't get to do it at, at DCA, but we've done it on the Disney cruise and that's just a super cool experience. Yes. Yes. It's, it is, it's a little different than on the ship, but I think just as good of an experience. I just really like it. Cause it's like an, you know, you don't tend to, you don't have to wait very long. It's inside, it's air conditioned. The kids love it. It's just a fun it's just a fun, short little thing to do to cool down or in between when you're waiting for that, you know, that genie or that lightning. Oh, that, yeah, definitely. You said like a little miss. The only, I think, problem, and this was more on our end that we encountered was we had our first day there, we had just bought the lightning lane for Rise of the Resistance because we had done it in Disney World and my youngest was not tall enough to do it. And she was finally tall enough to do it at Disneyland. So we thought all four of us can go on. It would be great. We paid the $20 per person, got in line. My youngest was such a little stinker. She didn't want to go on it. So she would not stand up when they were measuring her height. (laughs) So they wouldn't let her on, but they were so great. They were, you know, they were gracious. They did the rider swap for my husband and I, so we could take my older daughter and they refunded us the $20 for my youngest for not being able to go. So Disney magic worked. So it's it's a nice little tip. I, I would have fully eaten the $20 because it's not their fault that she <laughs> was being stubborn. But but it was nice that they were able to do that. Well, I, you know, the other thing that we didn't ask about is what did you think about downtown Disney? It's it's very different than Disney Springs. The whole park experience, I think, is very it's different. very different. It's very different. I like, I guess this is just one of the pluses I see about Disney 
the whole Disneyland resort versus the whole Disney World resort is you can just walk everywhere. And I, I appreciate that I don't have to wait for, you know, a bus or I don't have to wait for the, I can't remember the, the air, that was the air travel. Yeah. The Skyliner, or I don't have to wait for the monorail. I can just walk wherever I want to go and you go through security once and that's it. I, I really liked that fact about this. And I like downtown Disney. It's very, it's very immersive and it's quaint and it's just right there. So, you know, if we were hungry and we didn't want the hotel food, we could easily walk and find a restaurant that we wanted to go to. And the shopping was right there. And I really enjoyed it. And I know there, we were there right before they tore down a bunch of stuff and were remodeling it. So it was nice that we were able to see it, how it was and all of that. I, I really liked it. I thought it was very, it's very, I don't know, everything's just quaint. And I like that everything, if you don't mind walking, everything is just right at your footsteps. Yeah, I think those those parks are so walkable, which just, I think you can walk from your hotel through downtown Disney, you can stop at Starbucks, you can get to a park, you can park hop so easily. It's just, yeah, I think the whole Disneyland experience. You know, the only negative though, I would say between downtown Disney versus Disney Springs is there's just better food offerings and more food offerings at the, the Disney World, Disney Springs, right? There's there, there are some good food offerings at downtown Disney, but there's less of them. And I would say the ones at Disney World are better, like quality of restaurants. That's my That would be my only sort of criticism in comparing the two. I think that's fair. Definitely. Well, just let me ask, three days, long enough? Or did you wish you had more time? Or did you feel like uh, we, we could have gotten this done faster? Um, if you ask me, I would have loved probably another day or two. If you asked my husband, that was probably plenty for him. <laughs> He loved it as well. But again, you got to factor in the money. I think biggest, and I'm telling my little secret, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I think the biggest secret, if you're coming from out of town, if you can somehow swing it to just go on the weekdays, I think I think that's probably our biggest takeaway from going there is to just go on a weekday or weekdays because it just seems less crowded. But again, that could just be we went in January. It's a small world, unfortunately. One of my favorite rides we couldn't go on because they were turning it over from the Chris, from the holiday, it's a small world back to the regular one. So we weren't able to do that, which is a bummer, but we were able to go on almost every ride we wanted. So it's the give and take of yeah, it. I think your tip is so well taken though, that it's really true. You know, if you can go during the week, you're going to get to get on so many more rides. Did they have Soren over California or was it Soren around the world? Soren around uh, the world. You got you to gotta come back at food and wine festival when they bring back Soren around or Soren over California. It's so much better. It's not me you have to convince. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just we just have to put Brian in touch with your husband and convince yes, him. Please do. Yeah, and convince him. <laughs> I, I hear you. I think, you know, Brian and I obviously we well listen, we we love Soren, the regular Soren, but that's the same Soren you get at Disney World. And Soren over California, in our opinion, is a better version of it. And it's also limited. You don't get to you don't get it very often. So Let's the novelty of just, that. We just like the orange scent. That's the only thing that matters. So I would love to smell that orange scent. <laughs> hey, to Jessica, we, we forgot to ask a critical question at the front here that I, I want to make sure we don't skip over, which is just uh, you guys were flying in. And so where did you where did you head? Did you have to go into LAX or did you manage to get into Orange County? And how did you get from, you know, to from the parks from the airport? Sure. We're flying out of Milwaukee. So there was unfortunately no direct flight, but it was the same price to fly from into LAX as it was into Orange County. So we opted into Orange County Smart right away. Smart decision. Smart. Yes. It was also a very bougie airport compared to the airports I'm 
I'm used to going to. So it was it was awesome. It I really like it. Is. See, that impression is it is it the valet parked Porsches out front or? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of teslas although my husband and i each have a tesla and it, it's not as common in wisconsin to see all the teslas but seeing them in in la is you see them everywhere it's that's the norm so it was, it was kind of cool funny. you gotta come to seattle because they're everywhere here too <laughs> and, and how did you get to from the parks we we booked uh private transfers through lansky only because they were the only private transfers that offered car seats for our two kids gotcha and i think you i think you might have reached out in advance of the trip about strollers or maybe i'm misremembering but did you yes. did you do a did you do a stroller rental or did you do it through disney or through a private company we did through a private company i believe it was city strollers and they dropped it off at the hotel for us or we had to meet them at the hotel for drop off and or for pickup and for drop off and absolutely clean. It was just like the kingdom strollers at Disney world. I don't think they're related at all, but it was this very similar process and just as clean and easy. Yeah. But they, they couldn't leave it at bell services. Like no. they used to. Yeah. 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 That's, that's our experience as well. No, nope, I will. I will always rent a stroller from now on not to have to lug our own through an airport. hundred percent, hundred percent. Especially if you can, those private companies have very nice strollers. Uh, we're, we're a little sad that Nathan doesn't need one any longer because it was a great place to buy it, put all that merchandise you buy from the stores. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, geez. Sam, any other questions you have for Jessica before we, uh, before we wrap up here? I have a very controversial question now, Jessica. Uh-oh. If you had to pick where you're going tomorrow, and I'm actually, I'm going to give you three choices. I want to have you rank the choices. Okay. If you had to pick tomorrow, you're going on a vacation. Are you going to Disneyland, Disney World, or on a Disney cruise? That's an unfair comparison. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) This was her first time at Disneyland, so this is important to me. I will have to put, I, I can tell you, I will put Disney World probably number three. And I love it. I love it. But Disney World would probably be number three. It's it's tough. If they were, all the itineraries were pre-COVID, if you could stop at all of the same places, especially the ones we've traveled to in the past, we would easily do Disney Cruise Line. But since they're not doing all the itineraries, we would prefer right now, I would pick Disneyland. Wow. There you go. Okay. Did we lose you, Sam? Are you still there? No, no. I'm, uh, oh, okay. Okay. no. All right. You just cut off really abruptly. You're like, okay. No, I was uh, just, right. no, well, I'm, okay. I'm, yeah. I, like, I, I think she's, I mean, I think that's a, a reasonable answer. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to choose the cruise over the parks, even, <laughs> even in COVID times. But see, you don't have to, because now the wonder is permanently based in San Diego, at least for the next year at or so. For now. She, oh, yep, and we, we're going to be able to go cruising and it is, it's, it's changed our lives, Sam. It's changed our lives. It brings the whole new meaning to land and sea on the on the West Coast now. Exactly, exactly. Well, we're definitely edging in the right direction. But uh, Jessica, I really appreciate you taking the time to share with us your experience at Disneyland. We can't wait to put some of your tips into action ourselves. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on and spending some time with us. Thank you so much. It's always fun to talk Disney. Well, thanks as always for listening to our bonus episode this week. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have uh, suggestions for bonus content that we could put out, hey, let us know. Questions, people you'd like us to talk to, that sort of thing. We're always open to show suggestions, so just let us know. So with that, just thanks to everyone out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. Please also be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us those five-star reviews. We love reading the reviews from our listeners and connecting with you in that way, and we love reading them on the main show each week. So head over, leave us those five-star reviews. we got a few left to read, but we'll run out quickly. So don't miss your chance. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, 
please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. If you'd like even more great content from the DCL Duo, you can browse over to youtube.com slash dclduo to see some of the videos we put up from our vacations. And if you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash dclduo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for helping to defray the cost of this show each and every month. You can also support the show by browsing to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Just let them know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney Family of Theme Parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney Cruise or Disney Vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.